0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Happy Halloween. I'm James Rapine along with Mo Egger. Mo's all dressed up in studio. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a UC fan. Look at that. UC fan, Mo. We all know you like Xavier. Mo here. Um, well, I do like Xavier. Yeah. You're a Xavier fan. I am. That's what you should have dressed up as. You have to go to the UC locker room after this. And I, I would love... <laughs> How much would I have to pay you to be dressed as a Xavier fan as you go in there?
2: Um, well, I, I won't even wear my UC stuff in the locker room. I try to be a little bit more objective. It, exactly, but yeah.
1: that—that's that, the thing—is like, what would I have to pay you to wear
2: like a go Xavier shirt? Oh, I'd wear one. No, no not way. in a UC locker room. But I, well, I mean, I've I've gone to Xavier games and wore a Xavier shirt. Yeah, yeah. I root yeah. against them. I root against them once a year. Me too. Yep. So I'm, I'm we're the, same in the minority. Way. Yeah, but but I'm serious in the locker room. You'd have to pay a, me a pretty a grand. I'll do it for a grand. Five hundred? No, we said <laughs> I started to We, we sent him at a grand, I'd do it for a thousand dollars. It's great to have
1: you in. Happy <laughs> Halloween. Hopefully you are dressed We're up. Wear it underneath the today. jacket. We should have dressed up though, in all seriousness. Um lot to get to. It. NFL trade deadline is looming. We're just a couple hours away. Deadline, and like a fun
2: NFL trade deadline. So much fun. Like, like this, this is, is great. This is my kind
1: of deadline. Yeah. Like, I love NBA trade deadline, even because right. usually some stuff gets done. Even MLB trade deadline is interesting. Yeah. Unless nothing happens. And that's where I, I want to start.
2: But it, there's always the possibility in those two sports that something's going to happen. And usually not. Here. here we're not even, like, dealing with the possibility, and instead we actually have stuff happening, which really quick, to me, as a football fan, yeah. we're not talking about Ezekiel Elliott dragging his case through the courts. We're not talking about national anthem protests. We're talking about trades and the resulting domino effects. That's the fun part of, of being a fan of this league.
1: Yeah, yeah that's no, that's true, and it's it, it's been a lot of fun. Like, I'm excited to see what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do with Kyle Shanahan in San yeah, Francisco. absolutely. As an NFL fan, I'm like, wow, now San Francisco's interesting. I'm jealous of Jimmy Garoppolo because he gets to live in warm weather. Like, how excited do you think he was? Like, think about that. He goes to an offensive-minded head coach. Yeah. He has his rings, so it's not like he's, like, mad that he went to a losing team this year. And he gets to live at San Francisco.
2: And he still has a chance to go pick where he wants to live at the end of this year if San Francisco doesn't use the franchise tag, which, face it, they probably will. Yeah. He does, in football respects, go from the penthouse to the outhouse. But now he gets a chance to prove. I know he's not going to start their next game, but he gets a chance to finally show what he can do. And we as fans get a chance to see what he can do. Looks like Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> no? No.
1: <laughs> All right, so let, let's dive into to, I hadn't so, thought of it that well, way. See, for Halloween, it would be perfect. Aladdin. Um, let's get into the trade deadline. And I, I think it's interesting because I know fans, Bengals fans here in town, if you were on Twitter yesterday, I certainly was on Twitter. You see that that trade happens mm-hmm. and he gets moved for a second round pick. Mm-hmm. And then Jason LaCanfora reports that the Patriots are going to try to use that pick and use assets and flip them for a defensive lineman, someone to help out their defense, which is clearly one of the bottom, one of the worst in the league. So it's, oh, we had a a very valuable asset, Jimmy Garoppolo. We can't get the defender we want for him, so we're going to use this pick and hopefully get that guy. I love that. Love everything about it. Like, as a Patriots fan, that's what you want because you know you have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Why not use your backup quarterback to boost those chances?
2: Yeah, look, at the very worst, even if you can't get a deal done today, You wound up with the 33rd or 34th pick in this year's draft, which is kind of close to where they draft in the first round anyway. So you get a prime asset. You get a very early second-round pick. There's a part of it. Look, as, as a football fan, I love the Patriots because they're always doing things that are interesting, mm-hmm. that are non-conventional, And they get away with some of it because they are the Patriots. Not everything works. But they're very willing to trade guys. Look, they traded Jacoby Brissett. We've seen him trade Richard Seymour during the season. I mean, this is an active team. And it
1: doesn't always work. It doesn't
2: always work, but it's interesting. And I'm a fan. we're both fans of interesting. The Patriots doing stuff like this is interesting. Now, everything you said is right. This is a move designed towards improving an area of weakness, which is their D front. And all right, at the very worst, you end up with the thirty-third or thirty-fourth pick. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I pay a lot of money for insurance because I want good insurance. I don't want Bob's insurance. Jimmy Garoppolo was good insurance. What's wrong with Bob? Nothing wrong with Bob. I'm not buying insurance out of his, out, out of the back of his Bob. out of the back of his van. I'm a fan of good insurance. I want, I'll want i overpay for insurance. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo was one of the best insurance policies in the NFL. They're going to get Brian Horrier, apparently, and there's there's a relationship there, and he's played there and all that. He's not as good an insurance policy, and as much as we're both big Tom Brady fans, he is 40 years old, and he's been hit a lot this year, and they're trying to win big this year. It, it backfires. It backfires in one hit. It backfires in, in, in one moment mm-hmm. if... The insurance policy they have to use isn't as good as the insurance policy that they have. All of that said, I can certainly see the reasoning and the the logic behind it, and it makes a lot of sense.
1: This is Cincy 360 with James Erpine and Mo Egger. We do this every single weekday, noon to one, live, local, on ESPN 1530. Mo, so that leads me to the Bengals. And as a Bengals fan, and I think a lot of fans feel this way, you have a couple things. A clear major flaw offensive line Mm -hmm. it's your biggest flaw the position group sucks as a whole it's just it's awful we talked about Cordy Glenn yesterday I I think we'll lead to that a little bit today we'll get into it a little bit as the the deadline looms Mm -hmm. but when you see the Patriots use their backup quarterback to get better at a starting position potentially right and we all know about AJ McCarron and we all know that the Bengals do have draft picks and they'll get compensatory picks back I think as a Bengals fan you look and you say Go find a way to make a move to get the line better. Prime example, Seattle did it yesterday. They gave up a lot. Mm -hmm. A corner in Jeremy Lane, second-round pick, and a fifth-round pick, I believe it was, for a left tackle that they're going to have to pay. Yeah, A guy like Cordy Glenn that we talked about yesterday, if he can be had for any kind of close to reasonable price, anything around that, Mm -hmm. I think it would be worth it for this team. And the reason why is because Andy Dalton, he might be broken. I don't want to say broken, but broken might be the word. Here's Dave Lapham yesterday on Bengals line on just
3: the hits and the effect and the toll it's taking on Andy Dalton. At this stage, when I when I see Andy Dalton in his locker after the game, looks like he's been in a in a fight. I mean he's got marks on him. He's taking hits. He's got marks on him. When he had good years, he wasn't marked up. You know. Sometimes he was barely hit. And he's he's getting beaten up, he's getting marked up, so You better start protecting them. And the thing is, I don't care how courageous you are. And in my opinion, he played as courageous a game yesterday as he's played because uh, under under the conditions that he played in, he had a quarterback rating 108.8. Completed, you know, decent percentage, 243 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. One play that sticks out in my mind, you know, people would, would, would say over the years, oh, the quarterback has happy feet. He has happy feet because he's getting his butt handed to him. I mean, if you stand, you can't stand in the pocket and be like a robot, of soul, you know, uh, no feelings or, or no no sensation of pain or whatever, and just stand there like a punching bag. So at some point in time, it's going to start to affect him. He's a human being. I'm not saying he's gun shy, but I'm saying he's taking too many hits. And the one play, the example of it, he takes a five-step drop, and they run a little. Route where A.J. goes to the middle of the field, and then he goes back to the corner. And he is open. He's got a safety on him, a safety only. And it's like it doesn't get any better than that. That's as good as you're going to get with A.J. Green. One-on-one with a safety. Get the ball down the field to him. I think he saw it, but he he felt like he couldn't pull the trigger on it. And then he gets out. He has Joe Mixon about a five-yard area for a check down. Gets out of pocket doesn't go either place with the football, runs out of bounds, then throws it away because I think that he realized, ah, oh, damn, I missed A.J., You know, I'm in trouble, and I think he just, like, was flustered because the, the pressure started to get to him, the hits, all yep. that stuff. Andy Dalton in a normal rhythm of I feel good, nobody's beating the crap out of me, on that fifth step of the five-step drop when he saw A.J. Green uh, bending back out against the safety to the corner, he would have thrown that sucker to him. So now you have a ripple effect of, you know, that you don't necessarily see, you know, right away as you're watching the game. Why why, why did Andy do that? Why did Andy react that way? Well, you, don't, you're, you can't just take one play and say, oh, he stunk that game. Look at all the stuff that's happened to him during the course of the game. And that's a concern. I mean, when a quarterback as good as him and sees the field as well as he does, doesn't make that throw because he's feeling like, is it coming? Where is it? That's bad. you got to start protecting your quarterback.
1: Okay, so that's Dave Lapham on Bengals line. That's on Lance's blog, ESPN1530.com slash Lance. Mo, the reason that's interesting, that's not me saying it or you saying it. Mm-hmm. That's Dave Lapham saying it. He's, yes. he's in the locker room every game. Out, yeah. he, he, he looks at Andy Dalton. He says, yeah, he looks like he's been in a fight. He He, he pointed out specific plays where Andy Dalton usually – Makes that throw he's watched every play of Andy Dalton's career. Mm-hmm. usually makes that throw, and he didn't why we We've seen quarterbacks like David Carr, former first pick, like I think he was pretty good, probably, but we never knew because his offensive line was awful for years right. Andy Dalton was pretty good mm-hmm. It's still pretty good mm-hmm. Do you keep throwing him back there behind that line if he's going to get hit and if those hits take the toll that it, that it appears they're taking? He might not be the quarterback we thought he was a couple years ago, just because of the toll, because of that blindside not being protected.
2: Well, yeah, and look, there's a lot of quarterbacks who would be that way. Now, the argument against everything you just said is that's what the Bengals signed up for. When you sign, when you sign a quarterback long term, and I know there's outs, and it's a team-friendly contract. When you sign a quarterback long term, I said this at the time: if you're the if you're in the sign Andy Dalton long term camp, understand what that means that he will be the constant. This team will change. NFL teams are always changing. There's a lot of turnover. It's going to mean he's the constant when you don't have a good defense and your offense has to do all the heavy lifting. It's going to mean he's the constant when maybe you don't have a run game and he's got to compensate for what the offense can't do running the football or he'll be a constant behind an offensive line that one day is not going to be as good as the one that he was behind in in 2014. So that's where they are. That's where they are. Now, okay, so now he's broken, so what do you do moving forward? Well, you fix it. And look, it's not like they they haven't tried. Mm-hmm. Um they they planned for this. They drafted in the first and second round in 2015 tackles. Yeah.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The NFL's greatest currency. The NFL's best currency to load up on the offensive line. Young, early draft choices. They didn't grab a guy in the seventh round. They didn't go pull some dude off the street. They replaced. Say what you want. We both, with Andrew, both wish Andrew Whitworth was here. They replaced him with a former first round pick. Yep. But the plan's not working. And you have to be willing to deviate from the plan. And that's... That, to me, is where the question is. Are they willing to say that what we're doing isn't working and so we're going to abandon it in favor of something else that might cost us? I think they should. We talked about the Cordy Glenn thing yesterday. I'm 100% on board. Yeah. I have questions, namely why does a team that's 5-2 and two that does have offensive line depth, why are they so willing to move on from him? Yeah. What's it going to cost? What other teams are involved? But just at face value, if, if they're not going into today thinking, okay, to save any chance we have of winning. We've got to keep our quarterback upright. If they're not doing that today. To me that's an abandonment of responsibility. It, to your team and to your quarterback. Yeah and the thing
1: is. Like we know how, how much the Bengals value Andy Dalton. More so than maybe me and fans and everybody. Like seriously. They like Andy Dalton. They believe he can be the guy. If he can be the guy. And they truly deep down believe that. Why in the hell won't you protect him? Right. Why won't you admit, you know what, Cedric Abue, he sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I hate to put it blank. Like, he's not good. Mm-hmm. Jake Fisher, we got it wrong. You know how we can get it right? Even if it means overpaying, we have to do it. Think
2: about it. it, it, it if you're right, you're wrong. You might have to overpay. Like, right now. But therein lies the problem. That's not what the Bengals do. But, they but don't almost, overpay. But
1: you almost have to, right. but, uh, to uh,
2: fix it. Y- you're right. No, you're 100% like, right. Is it, is it worth breaking Andy Dalton? You're a hundred percent right. You know, but when's the last time they overpaid for anything? And that's why you like. Th- that's and, why you haven't. So Andrew you have Whitworth the too. Andrew Whitworth isn't here because they wouldn't overpay. Yeah. So that's just not what you know. This this is where it gets frustrating because I see it your way, right? I see it your way. If you told me right now, I can instantly make Andy Dalton better. Because I'm going to get better on the offensive line, I would say what what, if that costs more than you're willing to pay? Go ahead and pay it. Mm -hmm. Right the wrong. You should have done it with Whitworth. You didn't do it here. I'm on your side. But if you then go to way to the way the Bengals think, they just don't overpay. They don't overpay players. And, And by the way, that's not frugal. That's not cheap. It's. Most of the time, it's pretty smart. It's probably good business. But here was a chance where they got it wrong by not overpaying Andrew Whitworth, and so to right the wrong,
1: because they got it wrong, you have to overpay. Yes,
2: but they just aren't. That's just not what they do. I would be willing to bet, despite Marvin Lewis kind of shooting it down yesterday, I'd be willing to bet the Bengals are certainly open to finding offensive linemen, Mm -hmm. but they're going to do it on their terms. Everything they do is on their terms. They do not overpay. And so if they get Cordy Glenn or someone else that represents an upgrade, yeah. it's going to be a deal that we go, "Wow, that makes sense," because they're not going to overpay. But if they don't get that player, it's either because there was a lack of interest on the other party's behalf or the Bengals simply weren't willing to give more than they should value-wise. And
1: I think Andy Dalton's certainly struggling, you know. Andy Dalton certainly regressed, but it's interesting. You say their terms, right? Mhm. Tell Andy Dalton that. Right, Tell Andy Dalton that after he gets his ass kicked this Sunday against Jacksonville, against that front seven. I mean, because that's what's going to happen. They're going to hit Andy Dalton all day long. And to me, yes, he's under contract. And yes, he's being paid to do a job. But my God, the, the line you put in front of him is incompetent right now. It was on Sunday against the Colts. Like, the Colts aren't good on defense. Right, They had given up the most deep passes, I think, in the NFL. I'd have to look. You didn't even get to throw it downfield, right. and I think that has to do with Dalton missing plays because of the toll the offensive line's taken, and if you're not going to do something to fix that, if, if there's even a 1% chance to fix it now, like, the Bengals' offensive line situation is like Cleveland's quarterback situation. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Mm-hmm. So if there's a chance you can fix it, at least a little bit, make it a little better, you have to.
2: I I think you have to. I I think you have to. I think you have to in this coming draft. I think you have to per, perhaps in free agency, and I think you you have to entertain it here at the trade deadline. I I I, I, I think it would be fascinating to find out what Andy Dalton felt about this because mm-hmm. you and I both know he's not going to say anything publicly, and I'm not I'm not I don't think he's the kind that rattles cages privately. But but there's a lot of quarterbacks in his shoes that would go to upper management and go, look, man, I mean, c- come on, yeah. you, you know what, what are you doing to me here? And look, that to me isn't whining. It's, hey, you've put a lot of responsibility on me. Let me lead this team. Let me lead this team. Here's what I need. I need someone that keeps me upright. I, I think it makes a ton of sense. Um, I think you have to do it. I just think the Bengals... Look, I come back to where they were two, three years ago when people were writing columns about how they were one of the best-run NFL franchises because of how they manage the cap, how they manage the roster, how they draft, how they keep their best players. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of those observations were quite true. We're not so far removed from that that the Bengals are going to deviate from what they do because they're going to go, our way of doing things works, draft, develop. They put probably more faith in their own position coaches than they should. And by the way— you know, Darquez Denard, long term, is finally starting to pay dividends. Longer, maybe it took him a, a longer time than we would have liked. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, I think, they're gonna look at it from that standpoint too. With he and Fisher, I do think they'll draft oh. offensive linemen. I do think they'll bolster the position, but they're not gonna cut those guys. They're not gonna totally move on from them. They've, they'll point to instances where patience has paid off. Now, that ain't helping you in the short term. But again, in the, short term, save your quarterback. in the short term, you've got to figure out a way to deviate from what you do, and that's not overpay.
1: And the interesting thing to me, also, I, I reached out to a few people, read about the draft. I know we're way a ways away. Let's say the Bengals pick top 15. I don't think there's going to be an offensive lineman there that's going to give them what they want, the best player available, which is what they do. So we'll see what happens there. We'll keep you up to date on all the, the trade deadline news. But up next, should a Bengals player be jealous of... Of one trade that happened yesterday. I think so. We'll talk about it next on Cincy 360. Cincy 360 rolls on. I'm James Rapinoe along with Mo Egger. Happy Halloween, Mo. What are you dressed up as or what are you dressing up as tonight?
2: Uh, a 40-year-old guy with a five-month-old. Five-month-old. Are you five- going to
1: put her in like a pumpkin or something?
2: Five-month-old, no.
1: No? no. You're not going to make her a pumpkin or like you didn't get her anything?
2: I got her a dinosaur costume. Bengals? So you are? Yeah. Okay. She's going to be a dinosaur. Not like in a She's physi- not going
1: trick or treating. Not in a physical pump, like a real pumpkin, like a pumpkin. But that's cosco. been a thing
2: this year. Have you noticed that? No. People like, are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah, carve yeah. out. Oh the pumpkin. yeah, yeah. Here, I'll sh- while, while you're talking about AJ McCarron, I'll pull it up.
1: Okay, so this is interesting. And uh, by the way, you just gave that away. Um, <laughs> if I'm AJ McCarron, I'm jealous today. And I don't know if he is, but if I if I'm AJ McCarron and it's an off day so he's doing whatever Oh my god that is true they're doing that. Maybe AJ McCarron's my doing my buddies,
2: my buddy's kid they got a huge pumpkin. Oh man. This I mean also, this, the baby's is, legs this are... is Paul Daner's wife. What? They, they... Paul? <laughs> that, that, Paul is, by the way is going to join us at 4040. Yeah, they they put uh, they put their baby I think this is at a party in a pumpkin and they cut little holes out oh, of the pumpkin my. Uh, stuck her legs through it's Mabel. Uh, stuck her legs through, and she's kind of sitting in the pumpkin. I mean, it's cute, it's adorable. Yeah, it's yeah, cute. I've, it's but just, I've seen a few photos I, like I that on Facebook. I didn't know that that
1: was a thing. I meant like a, a cloth pumpkin no, outfit. I'm not. No, we got a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Outfit. No, that's perfect. Purple. Uh, purple. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. At least I got that right. All right. So I'm not jealous of that. But if I'm AJ McCarron, I would be jealous of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I look AJ. And I'm not saying AJ McCarron is jealous. He did tweet this out yesterday, though, after Jimmy Garoppolo got traded from the Patriots to the San Francisco 49ers. He said, congrats to Jimmy. You deserve it, buddy. Can't wait to watch you play for the remainder of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Go ball out. Hashtag baller. You know, A.J. McCarron, like, if I'm McCarron, like, that's that's like you're looking and you're like, oh, man, he's getting his chance. Offensive-minded head coach, great weather, San Francisco's awesome, going in the right direction even though they haven't won a game. you
2: You know San Francisco isn't in Southern California, right? It's still good.
1: Are you serious? It's you, great. Well, I have friends that live in you, San Jose you, right next to San know, Francisco. But
2: I'm but you, you're talking about it like it's San Diego. You know, it gets quite cold in San Francisco. It's still awesome. Okay. It, it might be, but I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not exactly. Where would you rather live?
1: San Francisco or, or Foxboro?
2: Well, that's a no-brainer.
1: All right. So he's already got his rings, and now he's going to San Francisco. <laughs> Fair he enough. He wins, and he's about to get paid. So, like, if I'm AJ McCarron, I look at that, and I'm like, damn. And I'm stuck here behind Blandy Dalton. We have a poor offensive line. We're three and four. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo goes from backing up the best quarterback of all time mm-hmm. to starting. Yeah. I don't know if A.J. McCarron will ever get that opportunity. And if you're him, you're jealous because who knows if he does. Like, Garoppolo is the clear-cut quarterback of the future now for San Francisco, it feels like. He should be. A.J. may never get that chance. He
2: should be jealous of Jimmy Garoppolo the way I'm jealous of Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I wish I was Tom Brady, but I'm not. I'm not athletic enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good looking enough. Right, I'm not rich not enough. it's not that close. Or it's not that far. AJ McCarron's not as good as that's Jimmy a Garoppolo. Stretch. He's not as he's good. A, he's not as good. You're right. He's not, and that's not me saying it. That's the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo was drafted earlier. Jimmy Garoppolo got um, the New England Patriots. What's going to be basically an end of the first round pick. A.J. McCarron isn't valued like that. One of the reasons why A.J. McCarron might not have been moved is because last offseason is because Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't moved. So it, yeah, jealousy is one word you could use, and, and I, I could certainly understand going, wow, he's getting a chance to start. A.J. has confidence in himself that I'm sure he thinks he's as good. I'm sure A.J. deep down inside thinks he's as good, if not better, than Andy Dalton. But, look, he's going to get his turn here. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his turn Excuse me, either at the end of this coming season or if the the mediator – rules about his uh his first year in the NFL if that counts as a rookie season depending on how that goes he could leave at the end of this year he could lead at the end of 2018 he's going to get his chance reasonably soon by the way if the Bengals offensive line continues to play the way it has been he's going to get his chance here because Andy Dalton's not going to survive the season so he's going to get his chance um i don't know that i don't know that AJ McCarron should feel all that jealous oh come on he's going to get a shot yeah, but he
1: he doesn't know that and, and, in the
2: moment. Think about it.
1: Think about here. I, I'll, I'll put it, it uh, an analogy that you can obviously relate to. Like when you're you are a producer uh-huh. in this business. Yeah. Everyone probably told you you would get a shot eventually if you kept working many, hard. And doing many, many did not. Yeah, uh, but but like outside of the business, like it, your family. Oh, you'll get a shot. You'll get a chance. <laughs> Be patient. Yeah. Like you never truly know you're getting that shot until it happens. Like that's where AJ McCarron is. Yeah. But, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/slash/careers.
2: Okay, he's at least going to get a shot to see what his worth is. He's going to get a chance to see does the NFL value me as a starting quarterback? Yeah, the NFL values Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback. I don't know if the NFL values AJ McCarron as a starting quarterback. I think there's a lot of teams that would value him as a guy. They'll give a shot. We'll bring you into camp. Maybe you could beat someone out. I don't know that there's a ton of teams that view him as a, hey, all right, we're bringing you in, five-year deal. Um, you're the starting quarterback. I don't know. For AJ's sake, I certainly hope he gets that chance. I, I do root for him. He was a part of this team's success. I think he's handled his situation well. Um, he's going to get that chance. So, you know, I mean, it, it, maybe within the next two months, he's going to get an opportunity to to do what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a chance to do, which is to run his own team. Mm-hmm. So it's two months. Wait wait, two months, and if the mediator doesn't rule in your favor. And it's probably not. A, a, odds are, just based on
1: the precedent set before, right. he's probably going to be here next year.
2: Okay, so if he's here next Ooh. year, you're the backup. Sorry, man. Th- then then you should be a better player. Then you should be a he better player. He probably thinks
1: he's better than Andy.
2: But, he, but, but no one else feels that way. Yeah. Well, sure he thinks he's better than Andy. So, again,
1: that, that ties back to how I think he should feel. Like if he feels he's better, which he probably does, he just knows Andy's got the job. Okay, well th- then he's jealous. I would be so jealous. I would be. That's
2: how life works. I'd be like, damn it! We, we I don't would be so. We don't. I'd, I would be bad. We I'd don't all get
1: the same. be mad about what? What's mad. he? What's there to Not be mad about? Mad at the Bengals just mad that it because it sucks. He's getting the short. Why does it? So, he's a
2: backup quarterback in the NFL who has a good reputation. He's a good backup quarterback in the National Football League. What's there to hate? Oh, By the way. Man. Because he wants to be a starter. How, how many guys outside of the NFL right now would kill for A.J. McCarron's opportunity? Sure. That,
1: but again, and, and I'll, I'll get back to the, how, many, how many people outside of radio would have
2: loved your producer gig? But that, didn't, that doesn't mean you didn't want more. James, I'm told all the time, boy, it must be nice to sit around and talk about sports. And I go, well, then he should have been a talk show host. <laughs> A.J., you should have been a better college quarterback. You should have done better as a starting quarterback when you got a chance here that would have maybe made a team overpay the Bengals for you. Like, sorry, I mean, I just, the whole, well, he should be mad. Mad about what? Not he, mad at he the was, Bengals.
1: Maybe his, mad his, is the wrong
2: word. His lot in life as a professional football player is what the Bengals told him it would be. Yeah. You're being drafted to be the backup quarterback. He was never made. He was never given a guarantee that he would get a chance to compete for the job. When he played at the end of 2015, that wasn't under the the auspices of well, if you play really well, you're going to be the starter. No one told him that. So
1: you've never you've never seen anyone like just anyone that you thought you were probably as talented as in anything. And I don't even mean this no, not in, in anything. Not that many people. No, no, but I'm serious. In anything, you're like, man, I could do that.
2: Yes, that's and, how AJ and then probably so, feels. So that. then I try. I, then I either understand, I either have to create my opportunity or make my opportunity. Sorry, AJ McCarron's under contract for his first four NFL years. Yeah, that's how it works, pal. If you didn't like it, then you should have tried to not be drafted. And it might be fine. You should have gone to Canada. You should have gone to the Arena League. Oh but, man! So well, that's how it works. Oh man! So you made the deal when you entered the draft. Someone's so going to. He can't be jealous. He could be jealous. I want, but big deal. I mean, so what? So he's jealous. Okay, then what? Let it fuel you, A.J. Fuel your, you fuel yeah, Hold that clipboard. <laughs> hold that clipboard. Wear that baseball cap. Oh, you don't. That's, oh. Like, what's, <laughs> be jealous of what? Somebody uh... better than you is getting an opportunity because they work for a different employer. By the way, my employer doesn't have as cool a Christmas party as others. Well, I should have gone to work for that employer. Sorry, that's just how it works. That's just, you made, you made the deal to end of the draft understanding a team was going to control you for four years. The team that drafted you took you in the fifth round. Fifth round, which is where backup quarterbacks get taken. You've been behind a steady starter. That's how life works, pal. So when you get your chance, and again, I like A.J. McCarron a lot. I think it was telling that back when when the, the walls were closing in on Andy Dalton, the only person willing to speak out on his behalf was his backup. I think that speaks volumes about the team. I think it speaks volumes about A.J. McCarron. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his opportunity. I want him to get his opportunity. I, I want him to succeed. Like I would look at that as a Bengals fan with, with great pride. But, sorry, that's just, that's that's life. That's how it works. Wait your turn. Do the best you can in this role. If you get an opportunity here, make the most of it, and I'm sure he will. And then see how the league values you. See if you get a chance to play. See if you get a chance to compete for a job. See if there is a team that looks at you as a franchise quarterback and pays you a lot of money. You're going to get that chance soon. Maybe that's Mo. I'm James. It's it's not, there's no maybe. There's, there's no maybe about it. He's going to get that chance. Yeah, maybe in a year and a half. Okay, that's not that far with, away. With eight
1: more, eight, eight to ten more college start starters from college coming in. Eight more teams investing high picks in quarterbacks. Like I'm just saying, there's there's a scenario, and half of those players won't work out. There's a scenario where AJ McCarron never gets a legitimate shot at the starting job.
2: right. But then he finds out what he is. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, my my point is he's going to get a chance to see what his value is the league might say to him aj you're a backup yeah okay at, at least he knows the, the the his status isn't going to have changed the league saw him in 2014 when they drafted him as a backup that's what the league saw him as no one thought he was a starter zero teams so he's going to get a chance to say here's what i did in my limited ch- my limited time that i had a chance to start Here's what I did in college. Here's how I've advanced as a an NFL quarterback since I got drafted. Here's my body of work. Here's what I can do. Tell me what I'm worth. Maybe there's a team that says, you're the starter. Maybe there's a team that says, we'll bring you to camp. You'll have a chance to be the starter. Maybe he's back with the Bengals as a backup. I don't know, but he's going to get his chance. That doesn't mean he's going to be a starting quarterback. Maybe the NFL doesn't view him that way, but he is undeniably going to get his chance. So when you get that chance, A.J., put yourself in the best possible position, play better in the preseason next year, Mm -hmm. which he didn't do this year, continue to carve out a reputation for being a reliable, quality backup, say all the right things. And hopefully he gets an opportunity. But he will get his chance. It might come in a year, but he is going to get his chance. I'd
1: still be jealous. He's Mo. I'm James. This is Cincy 360 on ESPN 1530. So how are
2: we supposed to act on the jealousy? Yeah. Are we supposed to trade him because AJ is going to get his feelings hurt because Jimmy G gets a chance? Speaking of We're supposed trades, to feel sorry for him. It's, we're supposed it's a to, perfect segue. We're supposed oh. to allow him to play because oh, okay. AJ's, AJ's his feelings, he's jealous. Yeah. He's there on the sideline. By the way. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to a team that hasn't won a game, mm-hmm. that is a totally unproven uh, first-year head coach. And
1: I bet A.J. McCarron would take that with, with bells on.
2: He's going to work for a franchise that has been a picture of instability, more so than the Cleveland Browns, um, in a division where the Seattle Seahawks are going nowhere and the L.A. Rams are on the rise. So, yeah, be jealous, but, you know, there's a lot of people jealous of you, and then you go, actually, um, you know, i, I got to do this and i got to put up with Mo and blah, blah, blah. Uh, on a deeper dive, it's a good opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo to show that he could start. It's not the best set of circumstances to prove that he can start.
1: He's Mo. I'm James. That leads me to my next question for you, Mo, here on Cincy 360. There were reports yesterday, and this from Benjamin Albright. He got several emails last night that the coaching staff for the Browns was highly upset at the front office. Coaches were working. Front office left at 5 p.m. while coaches were continuing to work. Sasha Brown, which is the, the GM who runs the, uh, the show there for the Browns, was unaware that Jimmy Garoppolo was traded <laughs> and was actually informed by an irate coaching staff who had lobbied to acquire him over an hour after it happened. That's when he <laughs> found out. And, and I know Sasha Brown isn't the GM, but whatever his title is there. The vice president. Vice, whatever it is. Yeah, vice president. With, of football with almost no
2: football background. Correct. Yeah.
1: So, Good job, basically, Hugh, Hugh Jackson... And the rest of the coaching staff. And Mike Silver, who's about as plugged into Hugh as can be, has has, doubled, has doubled down on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. That Hugh Jackson wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. That Jimmy Garoppolo, if they could get him, he told the front office to go get him because that, that was his guy. The other guy he said that he liked a lot was Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. So those are the two. Interesting there with the Carson Wentz rumors and stuff. Uh, or, or speculation and, and the fact that they passed on him. Anyways, sounds like Hugh Jackson... Pretty mad that Jimmy Garoppolo was had for just a a second-round pick. We know how many picks the Browns have. Hugh Jackson, again, seems like he gets – I don't know the short end of the stick because he picked that job, but my God, it's just a a bad deal in Cleveland. It's a dumpster fire.
2: Told you, Hugh. They keep getting it wrong. Told you, Hugh. Stay here and be the offensive coordinator and wait a year. Yeah. Do do what Mike Zimmer did. Don't get a job, get a good job. Mike Zimmer's got a good job. Don't take a job, get a good job. Uh, Here's what I think is happening. Hugh Jackson's taking a lot of crap because Deshaun Watson's really good. And Hugh didn't want him, and he's taking a lot of crap because Carson Wentz uh, was is pretty good. And Hugh didn't want him, mm-hmm. so now there's another quarterback. Hey, let's make it known that I wanted him. So you stop talking about me but not getting the quarterbacks it, that I did want.
1: It, it was known, though. I mean, it's been sure no thrown let's, out there. Right? The Browns are interested in But let's remind Garoppolo. people.
2: Let's remind people that hey, I, I wanted this guy because you're crushing me for not wanting these other two guys. Yeah, that's which, what it is. I don't blame him. Now are I the Browns are the Browns exceedingly dysfunctional? <laughs> yeah. Would it surprise you to to to, to find out that the, the the Cleveland Browns front office was caught with their pants down when the Jimmy Garoppolo news came down? Of
1: course yeah, not. Yeah, like if you're a Browns fan and there's a 1% <laughs> chance. No, there's a 1% chance you can get a franchise quarterback Though the way it's been the past 20 years. You need the front office to be on the phone mm-hmm. before the trade deadline. If it's a 1% chance. Sure. Fans would stand in the cold if it meant getting a franchise quarterback. They would stay outside for days, I bet, yeah. if it meant getting the guy. But the front office is home. In their nice, warm, cozy house, and well, they just got by back from
2: London. You know, Good the, the flight's God. tough. No, it's inexcusable. It's it, ridiculous. It's, it's inexcusable for any team. Look, look at the teams that have been active. Mm-hmm. Okay, Seattle, first place team, right? Mm-hmm. Or contending team. Uh, Houston, contending team. Yeah. New England, content. The, Philly. These are all teams trying to get markedly better. All right, They're they're their their guys are. You know, burning the candle at both ends. And then you have San Francisco. All right, they've got to get markedly better. Miami, bit of a dumpster fire. Got to get markedly better. So you see teams on both ends of the spectrum. And then the Cleveland Browns, who should be doing everything they can to get better in the short and long term, mm-hmm. apparently sitting around doing nothing. To me, it's, it's, it, 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 it highlights a couple of different things. Number one, their dysfunction. They have no general manager there. There's yeah. no general manager. That's what a general manager does. Yep. General managers working last They don't night. have
1: Duke Tobin. They right. have Sashi Brown. And so
2: I, I hate to do this because I'm, I'm not an I told you so guy, but when Hugh went to Cleveland and everybody's telling me how Hugh's going to turn the Browns around, I go, well, who's the GM? Well, you know, uh, they got this uh, guy from the Mets. Okay. I ask again, who's the GM? Well, you know, Hugh. Uh, uh, okay. I-, I ask again. Who's the GM? Who's making the decisions? All right? Mm -hmm. Well, we still don't have that answer because they don't have a general manager. It illustrates the disconnect that we've heard about for a long time between the coaching staff and the front office. And it illustrates why, if you're like a lot of us rooting for Hugh Jackson, he should have stayed here and he should have sought a better job elsewhere. And and, and I feel bad for him because he's probably never going to be given a chance to be a head coach again because they're such a train wreck. And that's not his fault. A lot of it will be pinned on him because the coach is the face of the franchise, but it's not his fault, and this illustrates how messed up they are. Mo,
1: up next, that leads me to my question. Of all questions, and I think you can strike while the iron is hot before 4 p.m., I have a trade proposal, at least a call I would make if I'm Duke Tobin, Mike Brown, and the Cincinnati Bengals. All right. I'll run it by you next on Cincy 360. This is Cincy 360. I'm James Rapine. He's Mo Egger. Great to have you in. A lot to get to in this final segment of the show. By the way, Mo will be back at it today at 3.03. We're doing some you- college basketball. I'm excited for basketball, by the way. Five to six, you're going to have Barstool Reegs Rick Broering, Chad Brendel, all in these very
2: seats. And then watch, the Bengals are going to trade Andy Dalton, and we're going to have to cancel.
1: Oh, man. That would be you would have to cancel too by the we way. We would have to because, cancel. Sorry Barstool, we're not getting your breakdown, Vandy
2: Dalton. He gets
1: passing though. He understands he passing. Good
2: passing, yeah. 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 So it, Just my luck that would do that today.
1: Yeah, you think any of them dresses up over under? Any of them dresses up? Uh no. Damn. No. I ho- I wish. Anyways. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, I guarantee you no.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. And, and it's it's really interesting because last segment we talked about Cleveland and in how Mad, honestly, the coaches were at the front office for not getting a deal done for Jimmy Garoppolo when they made it clear they wanted Jimmy G. Yeah. And it's public, it's out there. So now if you're the Bengals, and I'm sitting there at Paul Brown Stadium and the trade deadline's at four, and mm-hmm. we're hearing about how the Browns are, hey, we wanted a quarterback! Well, then I'm calling them. And I'm calling Cleveland, and I'm like, hey, Sashi... We do have a quarterback that your coach Sashi call us back. That, that's your get that's off your, the golf good, course. Yeah, yeah, you know
2: <laughs> when you make the turn, give I, us. I a hate shot. to I hate to hit reach
1: on your home voicemail. I know you're sitting there in your PJs, but Sashi, we have a quarterback that played for Hugh Jackson and, and played pretty well for him mm-hmm. in big moments, and we're willing to move on for him before, move on from him before 4 p.m. Oh, and by the way, he's probably going to be under contract next year, barring something unforeseen with this grievance. Right. So you're going to get another year. I know you analytics guys like money. You're going to save some money with A.J. McCarron. And any chance we could get one of those, uh, those second rounders and maybe, uh, maybe actually make it two? I think the Bengals could take advantage of, of the Browns maybe being a little desperate after what happened, which looks like to be a, a very awful situation, what happened with the Jimmy G trade.
2: Yeah, I would make the call. And and I'm not worried about trading in the division because I'm just worried about making me better. And the Browns, last right, year... Yeah, right now, you can't worry about the Browns. Right. And the Browns made a deal with the Steelers last year, so they've shown a willingness to deal inside the AFC North. I, I guess, from a Cleveland standpoint, we've said all year long, look, they've got to settle on somebody at quarterback. Yeah. So are we already moving on from Deshaun Kizer? Mm-hmm. I mean, if the answer is, yeah, we're we're admitting our mistake... Well, that seems awfully quick. I mean, that seems off awfully quick to do. So if you're trading for AJ McCarron and you're giving up what the Bengals would be asking for, well then AJ's the starter. Yeah. So what does that do for the guy that you just the guy that you just drafted in lieu of Deshaun Watson. Are mm-hmm. you already moving on from him? Mm-hmm. So, that's what I would want to know. If if I'm making that phone call and I'm the Bengals, I'm kind of operating under the assumption that they're already moving on from a guy who a month ago, some were going, okay, this guy could be the franchise quarterback in Cleveland, and they've kind of yo-yoed him back and forth. So, sure, from the Bengals' standpoint, if I can take advantage of another team's desperation, yeah. it's like the Carson Palmer deal. Yeah. The Bengals took advantage of Oakland's des- desperation. Yep. and 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 it was perfect. So I'm always for taking advantage of someone else's desperation. I think to an extent San Francisco did that with with New England. Uh, Agreed. I'm all for it. From a Cleveland standpoint, all right, Hugh Jackson, A.J. McCarron, there's a relationship there. A.J.'s got a lot of upside. We'll see. But how long is Hugh going to be there? Yeah. Which is a good question. If you're Cleveland's front office and you're making the trade based on A.J.'s relationship with Hugh – then that to me is a a huge vote of confidence in Hugh, mm-hmm. which we could argue he deserves because they have to settle on a coach. But then again, y- y-
1: you're one y- to twenty three or whatever y-
2: it is. Well, yeah, but but also then you y- you kind of you're being laughed at because you took this quarterback instead of the other quarterback. Are you already moving on from the quarterback you took?
1: Yeah, it, honestly, I think so. And the reason I say that is because there wouldn't be this fuss in Cleveland right now. If they really bought into Deshaun Kaiser or Deshaun Kaiser, right? Think about it. Because if they're buying into Kaiser, they don't give a damn about Garoppolo. If Kaiser's the guy, it's not a big deal. Like, like the Bengals. prime example. The Bengals bought into Andy Dalton. He's their guy. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about where Garoppolo gets traded.
2: Yeah, I, 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 you know what I mean. So the the Browns, but but, but, but Garoppolo's better than McCarron in their view. Sure. So are they? They're, they're willing. Sure, absolutely. They're, they're but, willing to move on from Kaiser for Garoppolo. Or are you willing to move on from Kaiser for McCarron?
1: I I just picture an angry, emotional Hugh Jackson. And and we know that he can do that. He can be fiery, and and that's part of why we love him. In his office, Sashi Brown knocks on the door. Hey, Hugh. uh, Sorry to bother you. We got, uh, I know we missed and screwed up on the Jimmy G trade, but Mm -hmm. we could get A.J. McCarron. You you like that? You you think we we should get him? And that's why I make the call. You might, maybe it's a 2% chance. But you might be able to hit them and get them in, a, in an emotional time where they're freaking out and mad, and it's just like
2: a consolation prize.
1: One that they that might work out, but if A.J. McCarron, if you get good
2: value for that consolation prize, try it. All right, what's plan B for the Bengals backup quarterback then? Jeff Driscoll. And, and we're satisfied with his health? I, I assumed. I mean, he looked. He, he wasn't wearing a
1: cast or anything last time I saw. I bet you they could bring him back from IR in the next couple of weeks, I would assume. Okay,
2: I, but I don't know. Yeah. No
1: one's I, mentioned his I, name. I mean, I don't know for sure, I but, but ultimately – Let's be honest here. If if you can get more for AJ McCarron than you would if you if you keep him around t- till the end of the year and he leaves, mm-hmm. which would be a third or fourth round compensatory pick, yeah, if you get in a second rounder, high second, you, you almost do it. I, I think. would do it. No, I, B- I, because you're three and four. If Andy gets hurt, you're probably losing anyway.
2: Uh, yeah, but then that speaks volumes about AJ McCarron. I mean, if if we're hoping the Bengals can get to nine wins and and somehow figure out a way to get in the postseason. And we give them no shot with AJ McCarron. What, what does that say about AJ McCarron? And Karen? by the
1: way, th- this is just me being me. But like, you know how the Patriots we started the show with—they traded Garoppolo, and now they're using that asset to potentially get a defensive lineman, like to help the defense. Yeah. What I would do then is instantly call the Bills and overpay for Cordy Glenn.
2: Yeah. Because but I mean,
1: because you get an extra second round pick. It's
2: almost one o'clock. The deadline's three hours away. Yeah. That's so it can happen quick. I know. It, I, it, it it can it can happen quick. But we're we're talking about scenarios that honestly. It may have already been, have been I would have
1: called this morning, by the way. They would have it's had not to like I'm them, saying calling now.
2: Right, you would have had to put those in place a while ago. So yeah, no, you could, you could, you could then flip that for for Cordy Glenn. But is it going to take a first round pick for Cordy Glenn? Is it going to take the 33rd or 34th pick for Cordy Glenn?
1: He, he, here's I don't the, know. He, here's the thing. Let, let's just say it is the. Let's say it's the the 15th pick they end up with in the draft, right? And they and they gave up their first round pick for Cordy Glenn, which I don't know if they would need to even go that high. Right. And they moved McCarron for the, the 33rd pick from the Browns. Then you have the 33rd pick and you have your second rounder. You have multiple third rounders. Like, like the Bengals would be fine draft-wise. They just wouldn't be picking in the top 30.
2: Which I'd be okay
1: with. Yeah, absolutely. Okay with. If it meant protecting Andy. And it all comes back to that. So if you can move McCarron, take advantage of the Browns, and end up getting your starting lineup better, I don't see how you, you don't consider it in... A lot of people are going to say that's impossible. That's crazy. James is just throwing stuff out there. Well, the Patriots are trying to do it. I don't think so it's, it's just, not crazy.
2: No, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's just throwing stuff out there. Um, I, I think it's unlikely. Sure. I, I mean, I, I, multiple I, team <clears throat> deals like stuff like that is unlikely. Absolutely. I would imagine that at this stage in the game, the Browns doing something to make Hugh Jackson happy is 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 not uh, is not a very high item on their priority list. Sure.
1: At the same time, it, it might also make them feel a little better about the quarterback situation. I guess what I, wanna, you
2: know? I would what I wanna know, would would want to know from a Brown standpoint is okay if you are Hugh Jackson and you love AJ McCarron all that much, mm-hmm. and you couldn't wrestle Jimmy Garoppolo away, why didn't you go out of your way to try to draft him or try to trade for him this past off B- the, the season? I can say before is maybe, your, se- your season fell out of uh, a spiral out of control, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you fine. But
1: I, I, the only thing I would say is Mike Brown might not have been willing then, and maybe he's willing now. No, like seeing his quarterback get. Beat up. Think about it. You're more willing to give up multiple picks if you're getting one back from McCarron. You see what I like? Multiple t- picks for an offensive lineman if you're getting one back from McCarron, you know? Sure. So you might be open to that just to protect Andy because
2: you feel strongly about him.
1: And all returns are that the Bengals feel strongly about it. I just Andy don't Cohen.
2: feel like the Browns are going to value A.J. McCarron all that much. And, and they might not. I mean, he, but, H- but Hugh, Hugh Jackson— But
1: that's why you call just to see. Yeah, sure. The Bengals should call. The I, Bengals should call. I don't call. think the Browns are going to call.
2: have no problem with that whatsoever. I would imagine Hugh Jackson would say, I had a front-row seat for what A.J. McCarron does and does, doesn't does do well, and so, you know, not really. I'm good. No thanks. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, again, I would want to know. I, I guess what I'm interested now is in knowing is, based on what we know about Garoppolo— how willing are they to move on from Deshaun Kaiser? Mm-hmm. Because, like that is the the Hugh Jackson era, whether he's primarily to blame for it or not. I, I think when people remember, let's say he has one more year in Cleveland, they're going to remember that stretch of time is the period where the franchise didn't get Carson Wentz, didn't get Deshaun Watson, and maybe didn't get Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. And then Deshaun Kaiser's name is going to be a part of that. Yeah. So how quickly are they willing to move? Maybe they should move on. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they feel about him. But um, yeah, I'd make the phone call. I'd make the phone call. He's Mo. I'd make a lot of phone calls today. Yeah. I'd be calling all sorts of teams. It's the
1: most active trade deadline we've yeah. seen in the NFL in in my memory. I mean, yeah. I haven't seen one this crazy. So you're the Bengals. Try to get that line better. Yeah, save the, Andy. Save Blandy. The,
2: the first priority. As as make fun of him, The first priority him. on Sunday night should have been. All right, we're entering this sort of forty eight hour period where teams are making trades. The first priority for the Bengals should have been figure out a way to improve the offensive line. We have like, yeah. And maybe that's an incremental improvement. Maybe it's a backup, or maybe it's a guy like Cordy Glenn. That should be priority number one, and they should be doing that until 4 o'clock today.
1: Just over three hours away from the trade, trade deadline. We'll keep you posted on ESPN1530.com. Moe's back at 3.03. Paul Daner, Jr. of the Enquirer, will join us at 4.04. So if a big deadline trade happens, Ooh. we'll have Paul right from the Right jump. at the deadline. How about that? mm that and more. By the way, if you miss any episode of Cincy 360, it's on the blog at espn1530.com. This is fun. Enjoy Halloween. For Mo Egger, I'm James Erpine. You've been listening to Cincy 360. It
0: is Ryan here, and I have a question for you What do you do when you win?